You literally can achieve anything. Anything. There is no one stopping you except yourself. And even though I was here, I was not ready to give up. Mm. I was like, I will not give up that easily. There will always be, if there is one door closed, there will be oh, another, open. another open. Yeah. Went through a very difficult uh, um, divorce. And um, so I had a very violent husband, mm. so mentally and physically. Mumtomillionaire.com. I literally cannot wait for you to listen to this podcast episode. It's going to leave you just feeling wow and that you can literally achieve anything you want hello if this is the first time you're listening to this podcast thank you so much for checking it out i really hope this will help you and if you've listened to the podcast for a while i love you thank you for sticking with me and i my main aim for this podcast and mum to millionaire is just to really help you take action in your life to keep you motivated and to show you that if other women can achieve their dreams and change their life so can you and this podcast episode will definitely help you do that. Hello, my name is Vina B. I'm the founder of Mum to Millionaire, and I'm also an entrepreneur that helps you to get more confident and creative with making your very own YouTube videos. Just check out mumtomillionaire.com forward slash training to find out exactly how I can help you in your business. Today, this lady that... Is on the show. She's just, I, I'm literally speechless because when you hear this story, like I've mentioned, you're just gonna be like, you, you're just gonna want to conquer the world yourself. And you can, you really can. You are so special. You have got a talent that no one else has. And I just want you to realize that you can achieve anything you want. Today on the show, we've got a deputy leader of the council. Her name is Saima. Ashraf, but she wasn't always a counsellor, she wasn't always in politics, she didn't even know how to speak English at one point, she came to this country knowing no one, knowing nothing, from being a single mum with three daughters, she's just been through so much and now she's in such a powerful position, it's, uh, this story, it just, even, it just gets me emotional <laughs> thinking about it right now. Without further ado, I'm not gonna tell you about her story. I'm I'm gonna let you listen to this yourself. So without further ado, here is the 69th episode of the Mum to Millionaire podcast. Mumtomillionaire.com. Excel in business and life. B A Go Getter. Vina V and welcome to Mum to Millionaire. This is going to be such an interesting insight into like the world of a world that we're not familiar with. It's like politics, local council. This is going to be very interesting indeed with a highly, highly inspirational woman. She's really for empowerment for women as well. And she's just, you're just amazing. You're just, oh, thank you. You're just amazing. <laughs> Please welcome to the show, Deputy Leader of the Council, it's Councillor Saima Ashraf. <laughs> we shouldn't really thank do you. this. We're actually filming this in the council building. <laughs> <laughs> Did yeah. you tone it down, maybe? Well, thank you very much, Vina, but you can call me Saima. Oh, I feel privileged. The reason I wanted to interview you is because you just seem very approachable and I don't know I think 
a lot of our perceptions of people in the council or in politics is that they just don't understand real life, if that makes sense. So I'm just looking at me like, no. <laughs> no. Well, it's a, it's, a, it's a good thing that if you think that I'm very approachable and it, it, it's how it should be. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I wish, you know, I can un- completely understand mm. where you're coming from when you say oh, some politicians are not approachable. And I think that it's really important that you as an individual can relate to yeah. uh, your councillor or your you know uh, anyone representing you or someone that you voted for and I think it's really important for us to highlight more women like you who actually have like a story behind them you didn't just get plucked into the council yeah, and no. you're here because someone was like you know your friend of a friend or exactly. anything like that you've worked really hard and you're a single mum of three daughters as well now I struggle with being a single mum of one Mm. so I can't imagine multiplying that (laughs) (laughs) by three (laughs) imagine but then also having this because it must be a really high pressured job yes uh, quite pressured well as you said yes I haven't been parachuted or just plugged in Um, worked pretty hard to be where I am today and um, but I love what I do I really do and um, being a single mom with three children is very hard um, very challenging but very rewarding at the same time yeah Um, my children are the reason I would wake up in the morning and I would do things and uh, I think that especially here in Barking and Dagenham being Mm. a very young borough um, it's like all my children you know it's not like if I if I care for my three daughters it means I care for all the children and I would want the best for all the children here in Barking and Dagenham so yes obviously you know I I I would want the best for them so I I have to work in order to make their the best opportunities to raise their aspiration to make them more ambitious to make them believe in themselves yeah. um, and uh, to tell them that, you know, the world is actually yeah. out there. and uh, Full of opportunity. And Simon is that person yes. to change the perception of everything. Um, before we talk more about your journey and uh, like how you got this job exactly and different challenges you mm. faced, you've like met people like the Queen. Yes. You've, um, you did something amazing recently where you actually opened the conference of the Labour party yes so with the jeremy corbyn yeah. and all the other high-powered labor you were there the first person firstly how did you feel being in that conference and they're just like the, the vibe there seemed amazing there's like so many people yeah it's wonderful vibe uh, especially you know when you i mean i wasn't really ready to open conference as yeah. such uh, I knew I was going to do a speech and uh, I was ready for that. But the fact that, you know, I was, I was actually, you ready to open conference? And I'm like, oh, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I was literally like uh, <laughs> vibrating on <laughs> at the same place, <laughs> exactly, holding the table like, uh, you know. And it was it was a fantastic feeling. Uh, the um, The atmosphere is just wonderful when you yeah. have such a crowd. Um, especially of you know, strong women. Yeah. Um, I mean that that's you know that's the start. You come to a, where there is a platform of strong, uh, wonderful women like mm-hmm. you know those like that change the world. Basically, yeah. they all have their own story. They all have their own uh, you know views and the way the way they would their leadership style. You know, and yeah. it's all it's all that that makes. 
um, you know, that place such a wonderful place to be. And I was quite honoured and proud that I I'm had proud to... of you for doing that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, no, I honestly, it was such an excitement. Um, I was really, really proud. So, I, yeah, I loved it. I honestly loved it, even though I thought, I never thought I would be able to speak in front of as many people. Uh, sometimes when you have just 10 people in front of you, you kind of like think, you know, you think like you're being judged. I think yeah, that's I what think that's, that's what of a lot of yeah. people yeah. and you think oh my god she's looking at me this way or he's looking like oh or they're talking they're not even listening <laughs> you know you're thinking like, why is there everyone on their phone exactly and, <laughs> and then I had like around you know over like 1500 people all looking at me and um how did you overcome that because this is where I think a lot of people I know you were kind of like pushed into it all of a sudden you're like right you're opening the conference but even when you just had those it was probably a few minutes, wasn't it, to think yeah. about it. How did you overcome that fear? Because I think a lot of people in life don't do things because it's of the fear. And the I, fear, I, yeah. that really upsets me because there's so many talented people, but they don't push themselves. No, because, um, you know, it's the fear, isn't it? Or, but you know what, Vina? The thing is, I was a person that been through a lot of mm. things in my life and then I was always into that perception of mm. I'm being judged each time I was always mm. and I, I used to hang on to it so hard and um, with experience with more and more of that fear that I've been breaking and pu pushing on the side you know the more I was scared of and the more I was doing it actually so talking mm. to a lot of people engaging with people so I thought when I was there and I was asked to speak Yes, I had that moment of like, mm. I was shaking, literally, I felt like everybody could see my legs like banging <laughs> one another. But I actually, you know, what? I had a deep breath and I thought to myself, I'm here to tell about myself, my journey, and I'm not here to be judged. Even if someone judged me on my journey, well... Good luck because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good luck because now I'm quite proud of myself and yeah. I know that you know for me it's quite I'm not being arrogant here or mm. whatsoever I'm just saying that I'm quite proud of what I have achieved uh, and I feel like still you know there's so much to yeah. do and and I'm not here to be judged I'm here because I want to share I felt like but see, this I was a, amongst friends you just basically. said it this is another thing I think a lot of us and we all do this when you were like oh we're not me you know I don't mean to be arrogant I don't mean to say this it's like we should and I need to do I'm not just preaching this like I need to work on this myself is that we actually need to be proud of ourselves yeah. like being proud is one thing the, being yeah. arrogant is another thing but being proud and as I said you know you need to live the moment appreciate yeah. appreciate what happened yesterday appreciate your past yeah. uh, respect it most of it you know respect your past mm. and live your moment now you know appreciate what you have even now you know it's wonderful. This. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Imagine, but it is true when you look all over around you. What's happening in the world uh, mm. globally? Um, you know, being in where we are now yeah. is with a cup of tea and being able to to do this. To do this is is a privilege, and uh, I think that you know sometimes, not sometimes, most we need to start to appreciate those very small things that make that can be a big thing in the end. You know. Yeah. I think and that's so is, true. Mm. I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> no. But it's just, 
fo- I think so many people do this. Like we're always focusing on the negatives or mm. what happened yesterday when we should or just unnecessary be things. Yeah, unnecessary. Just focus on yourself and focus on the present yeah. moment and the positives. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, you reflect on your day and be yeah. honest to yourself. Basically, you're not, you know, exactly showing to someone or telling someone that it's you, it's yourself. Be true to yourself. Yeah, there is nothing better That's than this. a great message. Um, let's get into more of your story now because I, I can't imagine the different struggles and challenges you've had to face mm. from because you're actually a resident of. Before you got your job, you obviously lived in this borough, haven't yeah. you? Yeah. And I think you lived in one of the roughest. Estates, yeah, as well. well. I'll tell you a quick story because I used to work on uh, there's an estate here called Gascoigne Estate, and like 10 years ago, it was my first job in London at a radio station. And it was basically they wouldn't let my radio show finish at 10 o'clock at night, and they wouldn't let me walk down that road by myself because they're like, Look, (laughs) it's a really rough area, Mm. and that's where you spent some of your. Many of my years. Many yes. of your years there. So Gascogne Estate is uh, where I I I ended up from France. So I, I I've moved from France fifteen years ago now. That's my fifteenth year. So I can't. Oh wow! Yes. So it's like a, I don't know what to say. Like happy anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> That's my fifteenth year. So I moved here from France. I followed my ex-husband uh, with my three children. And um, I couldn't speak a word of English. I knew nobody here. Oh, I wow. knew nothing about the country, mm. the system. Um, and um, after a few weeks, I was literally abandoned in a homeless unit hostel. Um, my husband left us there and um, he moved on. So here I am. You know no, nothing, no one. You oh, basically, you can't even speak English. And uh, I was in a Boundary Road hostel. Um, I lived there for almost a year with my three daughters. And they um, were small at this? Well, at that time, my youngest was two and a half. The second was, was uh, three and a half. And my eldest was five year old. Um, so I very quickly uh, started to think that first I need to break the language barrier. I uh, used to drop my children in school as uh, in September after, you know, I was, uh, the all three were in full-time school, I started to go to a charity shop mm. where I started to volunteer. Yeah. I worked there for a few months and my English was a bit better. Mm. I then, um, like everybody, I think, went through a very difficult uh, d- um, divorce. And um, so I had a very violent husband, mm. so mentally and physically. Uh, torturing like uh, which was quite a hard time for me yeah. and also especially when you don't know where you are what you yeah. can and cannot do what are your rights uh, and you kind of like struggling day by day trying to make your way um, so for me it was quite difficult uh, also not to know where to turn to and uh, yeah. who to speak to um, until How did you I actually feel I know it's, it seems like a silly question but Obviously, you're in this new country, you've got your children, your husband is just mm. like that for what for whatever way, which is mm. not acceptable. Did you, I don't know, did you ever just feel like, do you know what, I just give up? Or did you just look at your daughters and think, do you know what, I need to get yeah. out of this situation? And I think I had moved on from the I, I give up. Yeah, I had that time in my life, mm. um, and it's not in this country where I was ready to give yeah. up. 
Um, but I feel like it's such a very sensitive point of my life because when you're ready to give up, it's like it's a big thing. And then I can relate to those people when they yeah. say that, you know, or because it's it's such it's the peak basically yeah. of your. Uh, but then what made me carry on is my children. Yeah. And even though I was here, I was not ready to give up. Mm. I was like, I will not give up that easily. There will always be, if there is one door closed, there will be always another another open yeah. and I will carry on. So I I started to volunteer with the Met, please. Mm. And um, um, because they were helping me each time. Yeah. So I thought I have to give back to them. Um, and I started to volunteer. I was in the Borough Intelligence Unit in Maritime House. Oh, wow. Um, and that was like the excitement. You know, I was like with my badge. Oh, Met, like, please, oh, volunteer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so even though I was just doing some bit yeah. of admin, <laughs> not a big job, but it was for no me. No one needed to know that. <laughs> but it was for me such a, a big turn in my life. And the uh, reason is like they saw me and they thought, okay, she's got some potential. Yeah. She, or clearly she needs to be, mm. uh, you know, pushed a bit. So they were encouraging me to engage with them, to talk about loads of different topics uh to 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 do a lot of things with you know yeah. like talking engaging uh knowing what's going on knowing about the law about you know the rules and everything mm. so i i what i did is uh, that completely changed me wow. that period of time and i did volunteer with them two and a half years completely changed yeah. me as a person so, just before you even started volunteering for the police how did you find that strength though because I think a lot of people again we fall into this you're just on that downward spiral and sometimes a lot of you know single moms or whatever whoever mm. you are it's like you can't see that light so I know you said obviously your children were your motivation but I don't know you know how some people like now I will do a lot of mindset work yes. or I listen to a lot of motivational videos or things like that mm. was there anything that you were doing or was it always just something within you did you always have that kind of I think I I there is also a bit of this that I am a very positive person. Yeah. I, I even from bad things, I will try to look for the positive, yeah, yeah? and the optimism about whatever is mm. happening. Even if it's something worse, I would think, my God, you know, there's there's, there's something, something good, worse. yeah, that I can't see right now, and I might see in future, yeah. or I will, I will see, you know. Um, but with the Met, it was. I wasn't looking for something in return. What I wanted was to learn, to integrate, to be part of yeah of where I am today. You know that mm. the, to be part of this. Yeah. And I then encountered my um, MP, um, who was doing leafleting outside my children's school, so Margaret Hodge. Oh. Um, and I I asked her if she could help me to write a letter uh, to court or to to help yeah. me with this, and she did. Um, and it was successful. So I asked her, oh, you help me, can I help you? How can I help you? And she said, oh, can you do a bit of leafleting where you live? Oh, that's the trick. <laughs> <laughs> Politicians. <laughs> and uh, I, I, yeah, so I used to live in Grinch House, uh, one of the first block we knocked down um, on the estate. Um, and uh, I started to leaflet and I really mm. liked what she was doing. I then as well started to attend her coffee mornings, coffee afternoons. So, and I was, I was always very inspired and, you know, honoured to be with, doing mm. things with her. Um, I eventually joined the Labour Party. Yeah. Joining the party for me was, 
after a long time being having that sense of belonging mm. that I'm part of the family part, yeah part of like a proper community that was exactly and it was not only community it was a family yeah you know and that was the labor party yeah um so um this is not a paid advertisement for the labor party <laughs> just about that yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah no so so that was that you know being belonging somewhere yeah. you know belonging to a group or a community like you said and uh, yeah so i i 2010 I remember Margaret asking me, "Do you, you should stand. And I said, oh, no, I can't. So why is that? And I said, you, you're doing... She said to me, and by then I had done my diploma as an interpreter. So I'm an interpreter in French, Urdu and Punjabi. Wow. Um, and then I was with the Met. So I, I had that kind of like so community what, aspect yeah. of things, you know. And you built... This is what I think is so important as well as like some people, I think, turn their noses up at doing work experience or yeah. just helping people but look how many skills Saima learned from the Met from even leafleting from From, you built yourself up it wasn't like all of a sudden you got that no 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 it was that resilience that perseverance uh, that I wasn't specifically looking for something in return no Uh, that would be a lie you Mm. know uh, I, what I wanted is to integrate, basically, yeah. <laughs> to be part of the country. <laughs> it's one of the part of Britain. <laughs> so, but you yeah, did the right thing. Yeah, and in 2010, first time I stood in the elections. Wow. Um, and thinking no one will vote for me because no one knows me. Mm. And actually I had the most vote in my ward. Oh, We've got to do a, do a high five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, no, we have to do it again. Oh, sorry, Anna, that was really yeah. bad. She was really yeah. limp. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so no, it was, it was fantastic, honestly. It was so overwhelming, honestly. You know, when you think that, oh, no one knows me, um, or maybe like, well, 20 people knows me, that's it. But actually, I had people coming in and out and giving me, <laughs> giving thumbs me a up. thumbs up. We voted wow. for you. And I'm like, wow, you know, you're like, <laughs> it's like yes. Come yeah, on. yes. And also you're being scared. Uh, but, are yeah. you, you know, is that really true? Uh, they, have they really voted for me? And <laughs> <laughs> they were lying. Just put a thumbs up to you. And they were like, actually, we didn't vote for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no, I mean, that day was a big day in my life and uh, especially my family. So first elected in 2010, um, where I, you know, gained the experience for one term, which is four years. Wow. And then I stood again in 2014, mm. when I was again successfully uh, re-elected, thanks to my voters, and then appointed as deputy leader of yeah. the council and also cabinet member for housing, which I'd done for two years. And then it's uh, now the second year that I'm doing uh, cabinet member for community leadership and engagement. So wow. I look after everything related to the community, the leisure, the communication, the engagement. Mm. I've done the Borough Manifesto. Uh, I've launched the Barking and Dagenham Lottery. I've uh, also managed to secure 6.4 million from uh, different funders to do a big engagement program. It, this is just—it's—it's just so—it is so inspirational. Coming from like you weren't even born in this country. No, you came to this country with, and you when sometimes people say I, I had nothing. You literally did. I had nothing. Had nothing. You, I you, didn't you even had a pound. You were just by yeah. yourself with three children. Yeah. And, and you know what, it's like, that's what I really like about this, the, I mean, this country here is, 
I came, like, I wasn't born here. I don't, mm. you know, I had nothing here yet. I had nothing, basically, but I am today the deputy leader. And what I love about, you know, Britain is there is a level of equality. Yeah. Yeah, which compared to other countries is far more better. <laughs> it's not perfect. Yeah. And it didn't happen overnight. So I'm just telling, you know, but now here is perfect. Yeah, and yeah. we collectively need to work on it. Yeah. We need to appreciate what we have. Um, and, uh, you know, after 14 years, yes, I am from someone who knew no English and was so vulnerable to who I am today. I feel like crying because it's such an emotional story. <laughs> I know there must be many tears down the road for you. And I don't know, what would be your kind of last message to people watching this? Because you are that, I think, hope and inspiration for... A mum, you know, whoever it is, and they're at mm. home, and they're just like, and we all have those days. I was telling you before, like, sometimes I'll just sit on the floor and my side oh, my life. But, you know, you have to pick yourself up. Yes. And you can't give up. You have to keep going. What would be your kind of last bit of, what would be your message, actually, to a mum who's in a similar position to you right now? What would you say to them that, you know, for them to keep going and don't give up on what they have? Don't give up <laughs> that's, not, that's not the message yeah you know what we we when we say there is equal opportunities here yes but we are not all equal we all have our own sets of challenges yeah mm. so in that aspect we all have challenges which are different um some have worse case than other people but actually you know what embrace those I know it, can, it, it might sound terrible to some people because at that time you think like, oh my God, I've got the worst problems ever. Yeah. I do have those. I have days, honestly, I cry like a, a little baby and I'm like, I'm fed up. I'm tired of this. No, no, no. You know, having a go. And, and my children will look at me like, uh, what are you doing? No, mom. You know what? That's what they, they said. Mm. No, mom. Look at you. Look where you are now. Look what you've done. Or even if it's like since the other day you've like done this, this, this. Mm. Very simple things. And uh, like I was telling you earlier, mm. you know what? Appreciate what you have done. And it's very simple things like sitting here and appreciating what we have here. Believe me, you don't need much to be very happy. But if you start to appreciate little yeah. things, you will appreciate even bigger things later. And, and uh, bigger things will also come to you. Definitely come. Oh, attitude. yeah. Those, those days didn't last. These will exactly. not ever. And uh, and you will have progress in future. But it's yeah. up to you what you want as, as better, you know. And mm. in the end, you need to have an aim. You need to have a focus. Um, and also some mindset as well. So, you know, the, if the mindset is there... Yeah. You, you can achieve, like... You literally can achieve anything. Anything. There is no one stopping you except yourself. I can yeah. tell you that. If you want to do something and you know that, okay, I've got the capability or this is the way to do this, um, and you know exactly the route or, what, or mm. the journey you need to achieve, or maybe, you know, sometimes you haven't, like me, never thought in my life I'll be in politics. Never. But I love working with people. I am a community person. I'm not saying I'm a politician. I am definitely a community activist. I'm definitely a community person. Yeah, I have to play the politics sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes, on the odd occasion. I try, after the I try to keep right? it very minimum. <laughs> I try to keep it very minimum. But, but I think, Simon, um, is that I always yeah. say to people, 
there's always light in the darkest situations. Yeah. And there was light, even though you've been through so much, there was light yeah. because look what you're doing now. It's just no, incredible. No. I'm so happy. Mm. I just feel like throwing this cup of tea across the road. <laughs> Don't do that. It's new. Don't do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're probably charging me the council they're like what's going on in here yeah. but I'm that excited by your story and I just yeah, hope thank you. so many people watch this and just take that inspiration from it seriously if someone can do it so can you it's yeah. not you know we can do, we can do it we are yeah. and women we are we are super women all of us honestly let's start the hashtag Simon I mean, for Prime Minister <laughs> Why is this funny? I'm actually being serious. <laughs> Sorry, Simon for MP first, and then Simon for Prime Minister. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if it, people want to drop you a message, can they just like yeah. tweet, tweet you or put your her tweet, Twitter on there? Facebook. And... Who knows? We might do something together. Exactly. Um, this could be that video where you're like, yes. Yeah. I'm gonna do it. We want to work with her. With work me. With her. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming. No, thanks to you. Oh, 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 look at her. She's so cute. Bye. Bye. Mum Excel in business and life. B A Go Getter. My goodness me, aren't you just feeling wow right now? Saima, if you're listening to this, you are so inspirational. And I just wish you nothing but love, happiness and success. And I just really hope you can go on to inspire even more women. I know for a fact, whoever's just listened to this, I know that they have just been totally inspired by your story. And if you have, if you're listening to this right now and you're like, wow, if Saima can do this, if Saima can come to the UK knowing no one, knowing no English, being left by her husband, having no home, raising three daughters by herself, and now she's in the most amazing job, you can do it as well. You can achieve anything you want. I really would love for you to share this podcast out. If it has inspired you, I just want this to inspire even more women. So please, if you've never subscribed to this podcast before and you've never left a review, it's literally going to take you two seconds. Just hit that subscribe button on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this. And do share this out. Tweet it, Facebook it. The link is mumtomillionaire.com forward slash episode 69, okay? I don't think you realise how much of a difference it really would make. And even if you're sat there in your kitchen or wherever you are listening to this and you're like, oh, you know, I've only got 10 friends on my Twitter, it won't make a difference, trust me. It's all about quality, not quantity. So... If you have 10, 20 people following you on Twitter, please do share this out. Uh, it really does make a difference. Mumtomillionaire.com forward slash episode 69. For even more inspiration, motivation, do check out the blog and head over to the YouTube channel as well. Just search for Mum to Millionaire on YouTube and there's lots more interviews on there for you as well. Thank you for listening. You're amazing. I really hope this has given you a push to go for your dreams because if other women can do it, so can you. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.